0: Psalm 98, starting in verse 1. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation, his righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice, and sing praises. Sing, with the, sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a psalm, with trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. Let the sea roar in all its fullness, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness he shall judge the world, all the peoples with equity. You almost can't contain this psalm, isn't it? It's kind of, it's a short one, but there's, it's just overflowing. Um, it's very close to the idea of Psalm 96. And, and, and when we looked at that a few weeks ago, we looked at that in the context of the ark was coming to Jerusalem, and there was celebration and unbridled joy. And I think this is a continuation from that. We're not entirely sure, but I think it. It if not, it's definitely a very special occasion because it's, like I said, it's just overflowing with joy. Um, so in verses one to three, there. divided out really easily into three verse sections and there's nine verses so there's three three verse sections uh verses one to three it says oh sing to the lord a new song for he has done marvelous things and really the, the the first three verses speak to the praise of god and and marvelous things really has the idea of miraculous things that god had delivered them obviously we're talking here in the context of israel But God had done miraculous things. And it it was obvious that it was God. We've all had situations where we know that God God worked, right? And it shows here, continues in verse 1, it says, His right hand and His holy arm. There was no doubt in the psalmist's mind that this was God. He had done something miraculous and has gained Him the victory. Now, did the people take advantage of that victory? Of course. But whose victory really was it? It was God's victory. Um, And the Lord has made known his salvation. It it was his act, and he made known what he was doing. To who? Everybody. The ultimate idea here is he made it known to everybody. Everybody. He revealed it to the nations. His righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations. It doesn't really leave anybody out. It wasn't just an Israel thing, though. It was everybody. He had shown his power. And really, verse 3 says he has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. What did he have to remember? He remembered the promises that he had made to Israel. And in doing that, he showed his faithfulness and that he kept his promise enough that the world knew about it because it continues in verse 3 and says all the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Everybody has seen what God had done. There's, there's an idea there that this is both a present psalm but it's also a prophetic psalm. We see that more when we get to verse 9 that the salvation that was being talked about was present God had given a victory but yet it also looks forward to a future salvation as well we'll get there in a minute Uh, verses 4 to 6 I kind of titled this one kind of in a fun way Um, I, I titled this point emptying the music storage you know you didn't have anything left of music in the closet did you Verses 4 to 6, shout joy for the Lord, all the earth, break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises, sing to the Lord with the harp, and with the harp and the sound of a psalm, with the trumpets and the sound of a horn. There, I mean, the Psalms talks about several other instruments, but there wasn't many left out of this. You just emptied it into the, in, uh, all of it for doing what? Shouting for Joy. That specific phrase there at the beginning, shout joyfully or shout to the Lord, was, was a carryover from, not a carryover, it was used in the future from here, depending on what, when this was written exactly. But Zechariah used this, speaking prophetically of the triumphal entry. So Zechariah was prophesying of a triumphal entry. Same concept here with shout joyfully. He used it, and and the nations would know of his king, his kingship, that 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 the king was coming, and specifically Jesus was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, the horn there is especially verse six. There is especially uh, significant. It's actually a ram's horn, and a ram's horn signified a couple things. One. Signified the beginning of the year of Jubilee. Which was significant because it was the year a new king took reign. And and so it's a new era. You know, a new era had come in Israel. Now, if this is significant to the Ark of the Covenant. It wouldn't have been that there was a new king coming, was there? But, now in Jerusalem for the first time the political ruling and the spiritual ruling would have been in the same place the nation David had ruled from Jerusalem and now the ark was there and the tabernacle was there or or what where the ark was going to be um, there in worship so that was a new era for them wasn't it that all the the center there and really, when the ark came, it, the ark was a signification of God's presence. Hence the reason it didn't do so well in uh, the land of the Philistines, right? But when it came back here, it's all located in one place. And then as we get to verse 7 to 9 to close it out, notice it turns from us singing. Or, or the Israelites singing, the Israelites praising with instruments to then the response of the, the earth, creation, nature, any of those things. Um, when God reigns, his people are at peace, the, the world is able to do, and I'm talking the world, not culture, but the actual physical world, is able to do what it's intended to do. And, and a very simple illustration with that is, A field is able to actually grow crops and be planted if it's not if the world is not at peace what do fields typically get used for war they get trampled underneath soldiers and their battles and all of those things but now it's 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 now at peace, and these, and again, that doesn't specifically mention fields here, but the seas roar in all its fullness. The world has gone back to doing what it should be doing. It, the seas are praising Him. The rivers clap. The hills are joyful together before the Lord. <clears throat> there's harmony and there's prosperity. And then finally, I, like I mentioned in verse nine, it points forward. He said. He is coming to judge the earth. The righteous he will judge. With righteousness he will judge the world and the peoples with equity. That's a coming salvation. He hasn't fully done that yet, even today. But he is coming to judge. The psalmist knew that. Whether it was by divine inspiration or not, but the the psalmist knew that there was coming a day that God was going to set it right. Um, he is coming, and he's going to judge justly. He's going to judge righteously. And, and all people with equity. That's, that's an interesting word, especially in the light of equality and all of the things that get thrown around today. And I'm not going there, in a sense, but God is going to do it the way that the world has um, manipulated the word, if you will, to what it wants it to be. God is going to do it perfectly. In equality. So, I mean, all in all, we've gotten salvation. How do we do with shouting joyfully? Um, we, We... Sometimes, typically, having myself grown up in a Baptist conservative church, we tend to be a little bit more reserved when it comes to singing and and doing things like that. I don't think the psalmist here was very reserved. There was great joy. Now, I'm not talking chaos. I'm not talking... Just being out of control. But there is a certain point of. This is about God. It's not about us. What we feel like. It, it doesn't matter what we feel like. It's about him. How do we do with that personally? You know. The, I think that. There was a, a meme a while ago. That uh, showed. Um, how, how. Conservative folk. Use their hands in worship. Or, and and it compared it to all different ones, some are like this, and the, and the conservative ones are like this. That's me. You know, hands in my pocket. I'm okay with that. But, but are we, and maybe it doesn't even necessarily need to be as outward as what is the, the most important thing is what is the, the attitude of our heart Are we truly joyful? I believe the word is what? Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Is that what's going on in here? Or are we waiting for the world to do it? Are we waiting for creation to do it? Cuz it's going to do it. Even the rocks would cry up. So that's that's my challenge I guess for tonight is is just we should be spending enough time with God and seeing what he's done for us. That our, this, this earthly body should struggle to contain the joy that we have.